Thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, choir. Thank all of you for taking part of our worship, being part of our worship this morning. If you brought your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter. 1 Peter, there in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 1, and we want to look at verses 1 through 9. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, and I want to share a sermon entitled, Why is it important for me to renew my faith commitment to Jesus Christ? Why is it important for me to renew my faith commitment to Jesus Christ. Years ago, when I was 11 years old, I asked Christ to forgive me of my sins, come into my life, and save me. I made a commitment when I was 11 years old to put Christ first in my life, to accept him as my Lord, my Savior. I made a profession of faith in Christ. But I found out over the years, it's good for me if I renew that faith commitment, not that I'm saved again or anything of that nature, but I'm to be reminded that my faith is in Jesus Christ, not only to be saved, but also to help me go through this old world that I'm living in. And so let me encourage you today to understand the importance for us to renew our faith commitment to Jesus Christ. So I pray God will lead us to do that. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, so out of reverence to God's word, infallible, inspired, inerrant word, if you would, please stand and follow along with scriptures on the screen. But if you follow along in your Bible, I'm reading from the New King James Version. I've been using it for a number of years now. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, 
the salvation of your souls. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come and worship you, to praise you in song, praise songs and hymns. And Lord, pray and pray for others who are not here, those who are sick and bereaved. Father, just come to be with each other. But now, Father, speak to us through your word. Help us to be more than just hearers. Help us to be doers of your word. Put into practice what we hear this morning. Allow your Holy Spirit to be our guide, our teacher, our guide. Help me, I pray, as I share your word. Give me, I pray, the words to say, the right spirit to say the men, and allow your Holy Spirit to move our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. First Peter chapter one one through nine. Peter is writing a message. He's writing this letter, and he's writing it to encourage believers who would likely face persecution under this emperor by the name of Nero. During most of the first century, Christians were hunted down; they were killed throughout this Roman Empire. Therefore, the believer could expect social and economic persecution from at least three sources. They could expect social and economic persecution from the government. They could expect it from the Jews. And they could expect it from their own families. And so Peter begins to write. And he begins to inform them that some would be arrested and some would be harassed and some would be tortured and some would even be put to death. Therefore, Peter's writing this letter to allow believers to understand that wherever you are, whatever period of time you're in, even for us today, there's going to be ridicule and there's going to be harassment. There's going to be pain and there's going to be suffering for the believer. No believer is exempt from pain, catastrophe, suffering, sorrow, illnesses, and even death. The point is our trials should make us lean heavily on Jesus Christ heavily on God's grace. And so each of us should renew our commitment of our faith in Him in our times of troubles and trials and hurts and sufferings and disappointments. Yesterday I received a phone call early in the morning from a friend of mine. First I received a text and said, Are you awake? I said, Sure, it's 7 o'clock. Can you talk? And I said, sure. Broken hearted, his wife had asked him for a divorce. Going through a very difficult period of time right now in their life. He didn't understand it. Have you ever had anything to happen to you that you don't understand? Even if we don't understand it all, there will be many questions in life that we'll never find the answers to, so stop wasting your time looking for those answers. You'll never find them. You'll say, well, when I get to heaven, I'll find them. No, you won't care about it then. 
So stop looking for answers that perhaps you'll never find, especially when it comes to hurt and pain and suffering and abuse. However, when I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ when I was 11 years old, I also put my faith in Him to get me through the tough times in life that I don't have answers for. I hope you did the same thing. When I trust Him for my salvation, I trusted Him for all of my life ahead. So let me encourage you today to renew your faith in Jesus Christ, not just to be saved, but to renew your faith in Him to get you through the tough times in life when we don't understand or when we don't have answers for it. So the question is, why do I need to renew my trust, my commitment to Jesus Christ? I'm going to give you six things you need to jot them down. Number one, in times of hurt and pain and sorrow and confusion, we have a living hope. When all those things are going on, we have a living hope. Look at verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. When all of the world around us seems to be coming apart and we don't understand why it's coming apart, we need to renew our commitment, our trust to him, because he is our living hope. Regardless of our experiences on earth, it's not the final chapter of our life. We're on earth. Our final chapter is not earth. Our final chapter is heaven. Notice it's a, a living hope based on what? Based on, verse 3, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so the point is, since God brought Jesus through his most painful trials, through his his time in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he cried and prayed until his tears became drops of blood. As God brought him through that Garden of Gethsemane experience, through a false arrest, through a false trial, through, through the scourging, uh, the whip, tearing the skin off of his back, the cursing, the spitting on him. Since God brought him through those things, through the crucifixion, having his feet and his hands nailed to the cross, a crown of thorns pressed into his brow. Since Jesus was brought, God brought him through those painful trials, the crucifixion, even when God separated himself from Jesus and the, and the sun uh, turned dark, the, there's no sun in the sky. Everything was pure darkness over the face of the earth. And Jesus died as Christ turned his face away from Christ. Jesus was buried, put in a grave. And just as God brought Jesus through those painful trials, I know that Jesus will bring me through whatever I'm facing today. Amen? Jesus will bring you through it if you've put your faith and trust in him. He will bring you through it. And so as believers, we can rejoice today. Why? 
We need to renew our commitment to Jesus Christ today and our faith because we have a living hope, Jesus Christ. Number two, write this down. We need to renew our faith in Jesus Christ because of him we have a permanent inheritance. A permanent inheritance. Look at verse 4. He says, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, does not fade away, reserved in heaven for us. We have an inheritance that's undefiled. In other words, it's not stained. It's not defiled. And the Bible says it fades not away. It'll always be there. It'll always be valuable. And so the point is when pain and suffering and sorrow and heartache brought on by the world, brought on by the government, brought on even by members of our own family, perhaps our own spouse or our children, when all of that hurt comes, we need to renew our faith and our commitment to Jesus Christ because we have a living hope, but we also have a permanent inheritance waiting for us. Number three, jot this down. We have divine protection. You'll see this in verse five. We who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to reveal, be revealed in the last time. We have divine protection. Now the word kept, I'd, I'd put that in parentheses, uh, <clears throat> just put a little parentheses around that word. That's a very important word. Perhaps the most important word in this whole passage, kept. The story's told of a Scotsman, and he was on his deathbed, and they asked him what he wanted to have put on his tombstone as his epitaph. He said, I have one word I want you to put on my tombstone. I want you to put the word kept. Kept. That's what he wanted on his tombstone. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that God can keep you? Do you believe that God can keep you? If you're saved today, do you believe he can keep you saved? Do you believe that God can keep you? So the question is this, do you really believe that God can keep you? So if you say, yes, I, I believe that, Brother Samuel, well, then there's nothing in this world. There's no suffering, no trouble, no trials, no pain, no disease, no heartache, no abuse, no abandonment, not even death itself that can steal God's protection from your life. He will keep you keep you. And so I renew my faith commitment to him today because I have a living hope, because I have permanent, a permanent inheritance, because I have divine protection. And number four, because my faith, through what I'm going through, my faith will be developed. Look, if you will, at verse six. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, 
that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold. Faith is more precious than gold. Genuine faith. That this genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it be tested by fire, your faith, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, write this down. Make a note of this. I, I made a note in my notes and drew a red line around it and said, write this down. Regardless of what you may be going through this morning, your trouble is not for a long season. Do you see that in that verse? Look at verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials. It's just for a little while. A little while. It's temporal. You know what temporal means? It means it's going to pass away. You're going through a difficult time right now, but it's going, to, it's going to pass away. What's something very difficult that you went through 10 years ago and you got five seconds to think of it? What's something that, went, that you went through six years ago, or let's say three years ago, you got five seconds? Most of us went through these difficult times in our lives. We never thought we would make it, and we can't even remember what some of them are right now, or were. We can't remember that. Those, why is that? You're going through it for a little while because they're temporal. There's, there's things that are temporal. There's things that are eternal. Paul, Peter says, don't worry about the temporal. Be concerned about the, what? Eternal. Those things that last forever. Like heaven and like hell. Be concerned about those things. Listen, if you will, to uh, 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 17 through 18. Verse 17. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Find it in my Bible. For our light, of fiction, our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And so remember, there are temporal things, and they hit us pretty hard, but they don't last long, and eventually they'll go on by. But remember the eternal things are the most heavy. But Brother Samuel, why does God permit trials and troubles and tribulations? Why does he permit those? First Peter, verse 7 says, the reason is that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter said, it's through all these tests and trials and tribulations that your faith is developed. If it wasn't for those things coming to us in our lives, we wouldn't have much faith. You know, when gold is mined, 
It's placed in a, a smelter furnace. And the purpose for that is where all the impurities of that gold can be burned out. And so the purpose of the furnace is not to destroy the gold, but the purpose of the furnace is to purify the gold. And so when God allows us to go through these go through the furnace of life, through trials and sorrows and testing and pain and suffering and all of that, that furnace is not to destroy us, but it helps us. God wants the pure gold of our faith. He wants our faith to come forth after all of those things we experience. So keep this in mind, when trials come, they're a test of your faith. Now, you've heard me mention from time to time there are two types of faith. There's a say-so faith. People say they have faith. You know, I have faith. People will agree perhaps here this morning. Everybody would say, well, I have faith. Then those times come into our lives, and our faith is pretty shaky. And so you either have a say-so faith that you say you have and don't really have, or you have that sound biblical salvation faith. That's what God's looking for. So because of this, I need to renew my faith commitment in Jesus because, I'll list one more, we have an unseen Savior. Look at verse 8, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. I'm about finished. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable, inexpressible, and full of glory. Peter's telling us that you may not, you may be in the furnace of suffering, but you're not alone. He's there with you. You just don't see him. You have somebody with you in the time of suffering. <clears throat> I know that you'd like to have somebody that you can see someone you can touch, someone that, that, that you really believe is with you. I've shared the story, no doubt, a little joke about the boy who wouldn't sleep in his room by himself, and his mother told him, said, hey, God's in there with you. You don't have to be afraid. And he said, well, I want someone with flesh on. Well, that's the way we all are. At times, we, we want to be able to know for sure that he's there. He says he will be, that ought to be enough. Although we can't see him, he's there. That's why Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Matthew 28, 20, he says, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Hebrews 13, 5, he says, I will never leave you, meaning I will never, 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 never leave you. So today we need to renew our commitment of our faith in Jesus Christ to get us through those tough times in our lives when we don't understand the reasons or we don't have the answers for them. Because we have a living hope, a personal inheritance, a divine protector, someone that we have that 
that has promised us that he'll develop our faith, and then we have an unseen Savior, and then we have a guaranteed deliverance. Verse 9, and I'll close. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. One day we're going to be delivered from all the pain and suffering and heartache and tests and trials caused by the world, caused by the government, caused by our friends, caused by our family. But until then, I'm going to continue to renew my trust, my faith in the Lord Jesus. What about you? What about you? You see, and as we close this morning, there's some of you here, some viewing by other means, you've never trusted Jesus Christ only, him only, as your Savior. You're including him in a lot of other things. I'm going to trust the church, or I'm going to trust uh, doing good and being good, and I'm going to trust my salvation being you know, part morality, you know, uh, going through the ordinances at church. And then I put my faith and trust in him too, just in case some of those others don't follow through. Or just maybe he won't follow through and I have those others to follow. It's uh, to be saved, you trust him and only him. Don't depend on putting all your eggs in one cart and that carton's Jesus. And you're saying, Jesus, if you don't get me to heaven, nothing's going to get me to heaven. You can't trust Jesus in something else. It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. And so today you need to let go of everything that you're clinging to and trust only him for your salvation. But also trust him to get through your troubling times. So come today, renew your commitment of faith in Jesus Christ. You can have a living hope personal inheritance, divine protector. You can have a developing faith. You can have an unseen Savior. And <clears throat> he has promised you a deliverance when it's all over with. Home in heaven, my goodness. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for an opportunity to share your word this morning and thank you for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I, I felt real at ease to preach your word this morning. And so I pray, Lord, that you would speak to the hearts of every person that are here, those that are viewing also. And Father, I pray for those who are not trusting in you alone, that today they'll make that decision to step out and say, I want to trust Christ and him alone for my salvation. I want to be a follower of his. I want to commit myself to him for my salvation, but not only for my salvation, but to take care of me while I'm in this old world when I don't understand why, why things are happening. I don't have the answers for, but I'm going to cling to him, and I'm coming today to trust him and only him for my salvation, but also to take care of me while I'm in this old world. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord, as you speak to the hearts of people and they obey. In Jesus' name, amen.